Earthlings, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of And Another Thing with Dave. I just kind of wanted to do a personal introduction to this episode. Um, a thank you. It's kind of a year-end episode. There's going to be a lot, two more episodes in the year, and Freedom Rain is going to be my guest wrapping up the year. Um, I met him on the Stereo app, and I'll read his bio right here. Freedom Rain, Oakland, California, music, poetry, elementary teacher in graphic design, individual thinker and destroyer of narratives. We get into it about why education is not free in the U.S. This is going to be a great podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you to all the listeners from throughout the world. We've got Listeners from India, the United Kingdom, Canada, Romania, the Netherlands, Russia, Thailand, the Czech Republic, and many more. Thank you so much. I am humbled. All right, let's get into it. Hey, yeah. can we do like, can we do a little intro? Like, why yes. don't you introduce yourself? Um, and then I'll follow suit and then we can jump in, man. All I'm super right. Super psyched to have you on the line, man. I'm super psyched to approve the show. I, uh, it was a last-minute idea, and I thought I, I couldn't think of anybody better to talk about this topic with than you. So Right on. I really up. appreciate the invite. Yes, I'm Freedom Rain. I've been on Stereo since uh, November last year, um, and I'm also an elementary school teacher. I used to teach kindergarten. I pretty much taught every grade you can teach up to high school. I have not taught high school. Um, and I'm also pretty active in my community, doing things like um, social, um, social economic work and volunteering and doing some work with the homeless. But yeah. And you right on. And there it is in a nutshell, my brother, right on fighting the good fight. Um, yeah. Yeah. So myself, um, I am, uh, I'm a, I'm a political activist. I I've got interested in this type of, you know, in that type of function, around about five years ago which is when i started my podcast right because i'd be having this these deep conversations with a couple different friends of mine mm-hmm. and afterwards i would be like man that was a radio show but nobody's gonna hear what we just talked about for two hours mm-hmm. except for you and me and it was mm-hmm. killing me i'm like because you know we were covering good ground and so that i started a podcast and i just kind of haven't made a dime doing it but that's not the motivation right the motivation is just to talk to people like my, my one of my taglines is i'm not telling you what to think i'm just telling you to think man right yeah don't believe yeah. corporations think for yourself a corporation or a government never has your best interest in mind they're always never. looking at their bottom line right i was right? just looking at that article right before you called about um how 37 members of Congress got caught violating their own insider trading laws and that the penalties are either usually waived or about 200 bucks, which is pretty much nothing if you just made a killing off of some insider knowledge that you're yourself regulating in that governmental body. So you're absolutely I right. Would be- mm-hmm. I would venture to say you and I getting pulled over at a stop sign for, for like doing a California stop. For the people that aren't in the state, <laughs> that's when you just kind of tap your brakes, but you don't really stop. Right. I, I, I bet the fine for that's more than $200. So we're Absolutely. getting fined more 
for something, a routine traffic stop. Right. You know, uh you know, 90% of the time when I do that, and I I don't even like to do it anymore, I try not to do it anymore, but when I used Mm -hmm. to do it, I would only do it if I looked around, and 90% of the time at night, you look around, there's no headlights, there's nobody coming, you're good. Right. Right. But, but But with corporate crime, are we ever good? Well, and it just shows that our governmental system kind of incentivizes that kind of bad behavior. So then if we're talking about money into politics, we smoke, we focus on the, the small players where the rubber meets the road. We never even get to the point where we're reevaluating the system as a whole because we've got bad behavior being incentivized to the point where even Uncle Joe, who ran for a Congress, is, uh, is doing stuff, you know. So, yeah, you're absolutely right about that, man, is that we got to get money out of politics if we're ever even going to have a chance at, at unbiased for the people um, um, policies. Well, you know, and I love what you just said about where the rubber meets the road, right? Because we could talk about, you know, the only things that the the lame, I like to call it the lamestream media, right? Like <laughs> anything you're going to get on over like cable. Right. Mm -hmm. That's it's so it's so tired. It's so just a loudspeaker for the corporation that it's obvious. Right. And it's so they don't have any ideas. They're not offering anything. They're just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right. Like fear, 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 problem, problem, problem. Right. But no. Right. Okay, But what would you say to someone who says. Uh, I don't know the percentage, and I definitely don't want to underestimate people, but what do you think about the general American public being completely satisfied and invested in that? Like, you're saying it's obvious, and to me it is too, but um, I have a couple family members of the older generation. Everything they see on the news is true. It's undisputable to them. What do you think about Straight that? Straight up. Straight up. My mom loves Joe Biden. Yeah. You know, <laughs> thinks he's a good Democrat and thinks he's actually very progressive. And I just, you know, I love my mom, so I just had to bite my tongue. Yeah, that's how I'm on a lot of these issues, too. And, and, and I'm not a Republican, people. I need to say that. I'm not a two-party guy, right? I'm not I, a two-party I'm, guy either. Right. I'm done with that. Done with that. I've been let down. Let I down. And I'm, 50, and I'm 54, so I'm not talking about, like, you know, I got a little bit of little bit of uh of time under my belt right where i've seen consistency by both parties both parties right and so what i see now is both parties being you know it now what we have is the consolidation of our political system to the point where we have the left and right of the corporate party that's all it is and the the thing that they've been really good at this last couple years especially in 2020 is using each other's mistakes or outright um or outright transgressions instead of saying hey the system is broken we need to change this so this doesn't happen what they'll do is the right will say oh look at the left we need to implement more changes and more restrictions that are ultimately a hamper right. you and me the original i mean um the the uh-huh average citizens and then when the right messes up the left will say oh we need more oversight they play this game of tennis with our rights that they never get in trouble we only lose it and the american people are so caught up in it like yeah teach those right-wing conservatives yeah i'll give up my rights just teach them a lesson and then when joe biden or our new democrats in office the right is like oh look at them look 
And, and we don't get that by playing this tribal mentality back and forth tennis game that power is only getting consolidated further. The richest corporations are only getting richer and we're the only ones losing liberty and rights. But we're so invested in this in this spectator sport mentality, you know. Thank you. That was brilliantly worded. I love the way you said that. And I could not agree more. What 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 I think is the epitome of that the, brings that to like, you know, just shines a light on the on the heart of that issue mm. is how really nothing happened. Nothing changed between Bush <laughs> and Obama. Right. Mm -hmm. Stuff got so dark during Bush. Right. Like, mm -hmm. OK, you you lied us into war. Like by that time, it was like five hundred thousand dead Iraqis. Like, really, for mm -hmm. a lie? Like, oh, damn. I mean, granted, we lost some people. Absolutely. But it was but it was Saudi Arabia, man. And we, right. we still fund them. We still fund them. And Israel might have been involved because there were the dancing Israelis, right? Like on a, on the roof of a van that day. And it yeah. was just too weird. So yeah. but, but we don't investigate that. We don't investigate that at all. We just go blow up a couple countries. And there was actually a quote that I heard. And it was George Bush saying <clears throat> to the CIA or or it might have even been to Colin Powell. Um, mm -hmm. One of those. Don't quote me. But it was basically Saddam Hussein, 9-11, find me a connection. Mm. Like, we're going to invade. Give me the reason. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And when as it ties into our discussion today, why college is not free, it's the same thing about um, the political system is this. And I think me and you said this before. It's not broken. It's doing exactly what it's designed to. And, Absolutely. Um, it's and going so, on all cylinders right now. It's firing on all cylinders. It's, yeah. it's the most efficient it's ever been. Yeah. That's what people don't understand. They're, right. You know, and, and George Bush Jr. was made out to be like a buffoon, right? Like, oh, 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 oh shucks. Well, mm -hmm. he, he just don't know what he's doing. Oh, shucks. He's just a good old boy. Like, are you kidding me? Come on. He went to Princeton. He might not have had a great grade average, but he right. went to Princeton. He is of a royal bloodline. He might as well be like a, a U.S. king, the descendant right. of a U.S. king, basically. Right. So right. are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He, yeah. he had people, advisors and teachers and trainers and like his chauffeur on the way to junior high school would probably be teaching him history lessons about real shit that we've never learned about. Right. Absolutely. But then he goes and then he goes in front of a camera and he plays all oh, shucks. I just you know, I just put on my cowboy boots and all oh, shucks. Let's have a beer. <laughs> right. And and the left in general, all people, but the left especially was so content in making fun of how dumb he was and how silly and harmful, harmless he was that they were almost preoccupied with the show of the act that he's putting on and letting serious transgressions getting away. And honestly, the same thing with Trump or what a lot of people are calling the Trump der derangement syndrome is we're so focused on his personality, what he does and says, oh, he's so stupid, he's so egotistical, that we're, we're so caught up in that, it feels good to make fun of him that we're not actually do making any change. And now, just so you can see how broken and um, unsighted this thing is, now it's the same thing with Joe Biden. I hear everybody talking about, oh, he can't even remember his words, he's, um, he's senile, oh, ha, 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 ha. 
And it's so funny. It's just so funny to people that they're not focusing. It's like, you don't understand that this back and forth sensationalist um, acting game is letting them consolidate more and more power while you're so busy putting on the little rubber mask with the big ears making fun of the president. That is exactly what they're meant for is to draw your ire from the real system. And I just see that happening. And people just playing right into it. Oh, slow Joe. <laughs> oh, orange man Trump. <laughs> oh, Obama. Oh, <laughs> Bush. Like, what? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it's frustrating. Thank you. No, nobody. I mean, come on. If you're not a really, really bright person and very shrewd and mm-hmm. willing to do anything that needs mm-hmm. to be done, you will never make it to that rank. Come on, let's just no. let's just check ourselves. Let's just let's just do a reality check. You'll never, ever, ever make it through like, come on, the deep state needs to approve of who the president is or else they'll take him out. Right. We've seen this happen in the past. We've seen it happen in the past and so... we see it repeated. And with that system you just acknowledged about there being um uh, historically over the last 50 years or so, over 300 million people in the U.S., but yet you're telling me that George Bush, um, Prescott Bush, works his way up to be high level within the government and FBI. Uh, George Bush Sr. happens to be president and director of the CIA. And George Bush Jr. happened to be president. And Jeb Bush happens to be governor. Like, wait, what? No nepotism involved. We promise. It's a fair system. Anyone can work their way up. It just so happens that these huge oil giant power families happen to have had, you know, and let's not start on the Clintons and the Rodhams. It's like, are you serious, man? Like, we're Thank really you. supposed to believe Thank you. it's not rigged at Thank all. you. Thank you, Freedom Reign, because, like, what you're talking about is complete nepotism, but not only that. What you're mm. talking about is the fact that we've never lost the, the system of royalty that we rebelled, nope. we quote-unquote rebelled from, from England, right? Nope. Well, Absolutely. come on. Come on now, the Bush family, that's a royal family. The Rockefellers, that's a royal family. The Clintons, that's a royal family. And and granted, they got there by murder. We could go into that later. But Oh, know. and 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 that brings up one of the things you because you were saying you can't just make your way up to that system. And a lot of people had looked at Trump as, as this example of an outsider who made his way in and the deep state hated him because he was unplanned. And he bro, just so, all due respect, look back at Trump's family history. His grandfather came not an to outsider. this country a billionaire. And they and, oh, yeah. in, and they've his family's been involved at the highest levels. His uncle was with one of some of the people that raided Tesla's apartment when he died. Like, let's let's just stop playing the game. It's like everybody who's involved in this political system has skin in the game. And and I think again that's really important to mention because as we're trying to reform and make decisions, that I'm not saying that people don't have power, but if no, if a politician, just like these 37 members of Congress who got caught doing insider training, breaking, uh, trading, breaking their own rules, is if a politician isn't willing to take money out of politics and people aren't willing to take money out of politics, then please stop pretending like you're trying to create a better system or doing your part to create a different world. Sitting and voting every four years. Thank you is not going to change anything. 
No, it hasn't done a damn thing, right? Like my whole family is are Democrats and <clears throat> they've voted Democrat my entire life. I'm 54. Mm. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed a damn thing. It hasn't. And, and there's so there's this major separation, right, where mm. Republicans are willing to murder a liberal person. But the Democrats, they're just going to they're going to draft legislation. Maybe, maybe if they do anything, mostly they roll over. <laughs> mostly they roll over and don't do anything like I'm mm -hmm. talking like since since Reagan. Oh, Before yeah. Reagan, the Democrats actually fought like LBJ, you know, helped yeah. the, the the impoverished immensely in this country. Right. Um, granted, Nixon was dropping drugs, so who knows? He was probably part of that. He was probably part of the MK Ultra experiments at the same time. So it's twisted, right? It's twisted. They're it's all dark. They're all dark to a certain extent if they make it to that degree. But that doesn't mean that they cannot do good things, right? So right, they, that's a good point to realize is that you can't be so deranged um, with this that like you can't look at Trump's presidency objectively and just ask. What things did he do to benefit? Okay, Obama, what things did he do to benefit? Because there's always a give and take. You can't have a, like Bush in my lifetime was the closest to a president who I saw do whatever the F he want with no recourse. Zero like, benefit. Lost, zero benefit. Zero benefit. Um, and I listened to his, his um, pledges before he got elected. And he's like, I'm against nation building. And then that's what he spent his entire presidency doing in the Middle East after you know, and, and he launching was, and he was for smaller government and he smaller. and then he created the Department the of Patriot Homeland Act. Security. Right. The, the Patriot, Patriot Act, Act, which Biden actually wrote. I but he passed that. it. Mm -hmm. yep. Biden, Biden. Biden. Biden wrote that himself. He actually with pen in hand. That I is know. His baby. I, I just learned that this year. And it's so funny. Yeah, Biden's because... a Republican, man. And so yeah, was Bush. And... So was so was Obama. I mean. Right. And your choices are like, I remember this was one of my first elections being old enough to vote is I remember it was John Kerry versus Bush. And it came out that they were both, you know, these Ivy League school guys who were both in the Skull and Bone Society. And, and yep. that was admitted by them out of their mouth. So I'm just like, how much choice do we really have? We're voting for a different person, a different face, but literally right. we're voting for the same interests. And they admit. Oh, yeah. You're voting for the left and right of the same coin. Dude, they're both exactly. from the same secret society. Yeah. Which and it's it's they, not a conspiracy. It's admitted on live TV it's admitted. by those guys. Bush, yeah, Bush himself said in an interview, he's like, well, that's why they call it a secret society. I can't tell you about it. And John Kerry more or less uh, echoed those exact End of same discussion. sentiments. Yeah, exactly. End of discussion, right? So yeah, exactly. these people have an oath to that above the country. Absolutely. And you're going to trust them? Right. Really? Right, really? right, right, right. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, for, and as this topic says, why college isn't free, I think this can be divided into two questions. This is like, why hasn't yeah. college been, why isn't college always free? How, how come it hasn't always been free? And then a separate question is, why isn't it free now? Because I think that there's well, even there's even people, average people like you and me, that would have an argument of why it isn't free now. Which one did you want to tackle first? I want to I want to. Well, thank you for breaking that down, because I want to hit it from both sides, like you were yeah. saying, because it used to be free in California. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. state, state college. 
right now if you want to go to a you want to go to a private college that's on you knock yourself yeah. out but this is the example of how our healthcare system could be right you go mm -hmm. to a state college it's all free all you mm -hmm. pay for is books and right. if you're low income you could get your books covered you get a voucher but for, mm -hmm. right but for your average joe if i was to go sign up i would have no tuition costs mm -hmm. i would only pay for books right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe a, maybe a one time registration cost to cover like office fees or, i don't even know but right. I know my mom went to college for free and it changed her life. She went mm. from being a, a telephone operator where she literally unplugged and plugged in the cords physically Remember back that? in the day. Remember that job? Yeah. <laughs> that was my mom, dog. Oh, so wow. she went from that trying to raise three kids. Then she mm -hmm. had me four kids. Four and a half. It, it you got a big appetite. The, right. Maybe three and a half. <laughs> nothing, you know. <laughs> whatever <laughs> however you look at it <laughs> uh but um but you know what i'm saying so yeah it, it would have been rough we would have been on assistance for the get uh unless she was able to go to college and she did but it took mm. her 10 years because she had to work she was raising mm. kids blah, 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 blah. but all of a sudden she got into politics dog all of a sudden when i'm in high school i'm seeing my mom on the cover of the newspaper yeah like she's busting moves right Ooh. it was cool so how does that look for you we'll get back into this this discussion of college but how does that look for you now at this age knowing what the government is and what it's designed to do but still having um average people like your mom being able to work that way her way into the system do you think she had the ability to really make change do you think that people with good intentions um are kind of yeah left like with go ahead <laughs> he's like no i think you're patted on the back and told hey attaboy but you can only make so much change mm. and if you start really ruffling feathers you're gonna get canned you're gonna get removed you'll get replaced or um, kennedy and my that's well that's what and i was headed there martin luther <laughs> yeah, once you get martin 50 once you get 50,000 people to follow you, you're done. Oh, you're fucking done. You're going to be Martin Luther. You're going to be uh, JFK. Mm -hmm. You're going to be uh, 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 Larry P. McDonald. Freaking, um, what's his name from the Beatles? John Lennon. You know? John Man. Lennon. Thank you. Right. Uh, like, was it really yeah. some was it really some deranged fan that ran up and shot him in front of his place for absolutely no reason? Or was so, that the Manchurian candidate created by the right. CIA to take out some guy who was, like, changing the way the world thought about stuff? And, again, just like Martin Luther, Martin Luther King, as long as he was talking about integration or anything that was on the, the liberal left's agenda, he was absolutely fine. When he started the Poor People's Campaign that was completely destroying uh, the racial Thank division you. by bringing poor whites and poor blacks together— and when he started speaking against the Vietnam War and started talking about boycotting big corporations like Coca-Cola at the time, that's when they pulled his number. They were like, nope. And the same yeah, thing with no. Kennedy. When, when he didn't want to go to, to Vietnam, they had to get him out the way. It's like, no, it is absolutely on the menu that we need to go to Vietnam. And you're absolutely right that in the John Lennon situation, in the Robert Kennedy and the JFK and the Martin Luther King, we're all always told to believe in this loose nut. This, it was a lone gunman who was just pissed off Bullshit. and he went and killed him. And then like Bullshit. it was 
Martin Luther King Jr. Um, talked with James Earl Ray, uh, James Earl Jones, excuse me, um, about, and J- James Earl Jones was saying, I did not kill your father. This is what really happened. And uh, MLK Jr. said, I believe him. He looked him right in his face in prison and said, that is not the man who is responsible for my father's death. And we're told about Sirhan Sirhan and, and uh, Robert Kennedy. It's like, we yep. were letting... Sirhan Sirhan, to this mm-hmm. day, Sirhan Sirhan says he has no memory of actually pulling the trigger. He's mm. like, I was in this look. But he remembers the whole day. He's like, I was over here. Then all of a sudden, there's a blank spot, and I'm over there. And mm-hmm. somebody told me I killed the president. Like, what the yeah. fuck? Man- yep. Manchurian candidate. Same thing with... um. Harvey Lee Oswald, you know, paraded him around in front of the media, hoping that, you know, to give Jack Ruby the chance to shut him. And, and he's saying, I'm a patsy. I'm a patsy. As soon as he said, I'm a patsy and that I'm not responsible and I had a CIA handler, they're not going to let this Bam. go to court to be televised, to be one of the highest um, uh, right. watched court. Wait, they're like, nope, he needs to die. Come on now. Bam. Like, nope, <laughs> we're not stupid. And, and, and- but- and for people who think we're crazy, right? Okay, so the Iran-Contra scandal. Oh, God. George Bush Sr., mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan, and George Bush Sr., and Oliver North. Oliver North was the patsy. He was found yep. guilty, but he's free now. Yeah. They oh, smuggled. Okay, yep. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. He's free doing a million-dollar-a-year book tour. Like, are you kidding me? So they supervised an arrangement where freeway, you know, this is what gave birth to freeway ricky ross exactly. this guy barry Se- barry seal was flying plane loads of cocaine into the united states and and oliver north would turn off the radar system turn off the the united states national defense system to let mm-hmm. this plane through on the reg a, a flight a week 3.1 tons of cocaine per flight Right. In a customized CIA plane, they had two identical CIA planes, right? They always had one in the U.S. and one was on a mission. So when mm-hmm. one landed, boom, the other one would take off. Right. So they could always be like, oh, no, the plane's right here in the hangar. But what <laughs> happened one time is the plane got shot down yep. over Nicaragua. And all of a sudden they're like, well, what the fuck? This is a CIA plane. And that's when the shit hit the fan. And we found out that what they were doing is they were smuggling cocaine from uh, Nicaragua, landing in Panama, refueling, and then flying into the U.S. So we carpet bombed. We carpet bombed Panama. Give me, give me one second. Yeah. We killed twenty twenty thousand civilians in Panama. Wow. To try to get the leader. Manuel Noriega, because mm-hmm. once again, he couldn't talk. He knew way too much. Way right? too much. So who knows where that guy is now? Where is Manuel Noriega? It's right. like, where is Carmen San Diego? Where is yeah. Manuel Noriega? Is he yeah. dead? Is he in the Abu is he in Abu Grabe? Like, you know, he he he's either in solitary confinement somewhere in a cave, or he's dead because they couldn't even risk him being in solitary because something no. he might get free. But he's dead. Right. And so this, that what you just said is not a conspiracy. I even watched some of the court proceedings and I watched Oliver North's testimony and I watched the first time ever prosecutors literally while Oliver North was on there 
this is something we could never do. They asked Oliver North the question about the area of government he worked in. And one of the presiding judges says, I'm sorry, um, may I ask that we please do not touch upon that at this time. And then the, the prosecutor who's prosecuting Oliver North is like, wait, are you serious? This is a question that directly implicates and that. And he says, look, I if we want to go into this, we can make a range, different arrangement at another time. But I ask that we please not touch upon that at this time. And they completely stop the proceedings to do that. And basically what that means is give us time to figure out a lie. Get us time. Give us time to burn the evidence. Give us time. And when to, does the and when does the court do that? Like when the when person on that? trial says, please don't <laughs> ask me about this. Like, yeah, not. That's when you ask harder and you dig yeah. deeper. You're like, OK, we got a guilty motherfucker here. But in this case, it was the actual judges that said, uh, we're not going to touch right. upon that. It's we're like, going to call you... for a recess. Yeah, yeah we're not going to. Those questions and... are off limits now. Like what? Yeah, and what you brought up is really what? important in this day, in these days and ages of uh, misinformation, crazy tin hat uh, conspiracy theories, all these things that we're being led to believe are just running wild on social media. Is that right now the president who's dealing with the most information is misinformation and conspiracy ther- theories and quelling dissent is Joe Biden, and we find out that you know ten, what is this? Um, several years ago, about you know. 15 years ago, he pinned the Patriot, Patriot Act. Act. So right now, he wrote yeah, it. 19, oh, okay. So right now, that Patriot Act is giving him extra power to deal with all the misinformation that's happening in his presidency, which we know are, we're dealing with the most controversial things ever, mandated vaccines, um, censoring people on public platforms, uh, private platforms, um, election fraud, just all this stuff is happening now. And it Arre- seems like arresting journalists, arresting Julian journalists. Assange, oh, manly, yeah. uh, you know, uh, and, and whistleblowers, right? Like and whistleblowers have become criminal, yeah. have become like uh, uh, target number one, right? Like is that a enemy number one. Is it a coincidence that Joe Biden pinned this and now he's utilizing it at the most time with the most Imagine descent? That. Oh, my God. Yeah. But there's no in so, savage uh, fashion. But it didn't just start. Yeah. Obama arrested more reporters under the Espionage mm. Act than all presidents before him combined. Right? Mm. So I, I got to wow. keep reiterating P- people. People might have just tuned in. I got to keep reiterating. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. Me. Neither is freedom reigned. We are <laughs> free minded, free thinking people. Give me a reason to think about voting for you don't because i'm not on some platform i'm not just doing some disco party line like no what's your platform <laughs> absolutely i'm not gonna vote for i'm you not just following anybody that's the cultural norm absolutely not hell no and and hell quick, no. let me for this i i want to say this in 30 seconds is that everything that um another thing brought up about the iran contra um scandal that was just one side of it. We're not even talking about the side where they armed rebels to secure the cocaine um, and made all kinds of shady yeah. illegal trades. And so that's why it's really important in this time. I get it. There are some conspiracies that people just don't think through and people just have an echo chamber and repeat shit. But I think it's really important to realize what our government has done and is capable of doing, literally smuggling cocaine into our borders, which then, of course, 
supplied the rich and famous with cocaine, you know, Studio 54 and all this stuff. But then also we know that Gary Webb, a journalist, was murdered for pointing out how that scandal and that cocaine being smuggled in was directly linked to the crack epidemic in the black communities. And then the subsequent war on drugs, which has completely changed the landscape of black communities since. So we can't just be so quick to absolve and say, oh, you people are crazy. You people are just, you know, everybody just needs to be temper minded and really think through things critically. Um, And and really look at the history, really look at the history, right? Because. All right. Thanks for tuning into another episode and another thing with Dave. Please follow, subscribe and share. I'm on all social media and another thing with Dave and keep seeking the truth.